Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Machine Ethics Podcast. This time we're chatting with Nadia Peet and this interview was recorded on the 30th of May 2023. We chat about how design can co-create AI, what the role for designers are in AI services, post-deployment design, narratives in AI development and AI ideologies such as long-termism, economic prosperity, transhumanism and much more, augmented creativity, new AI perspectives as well as situated intelligences. If you like this episode you can find more at machine-ethics.net or you can contact us at hello at machine-ethics.net. You can follow us on Twitter machine underscore ethics, Instagram Machine Ethics Podcast. And if you can, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash machine ethics. Thanks very much and hope you enjoy. Hi, Nadia. Um, thanks for joining us on the podcast. If you could like introduce yourself, tell me who you are and what do you do? Of course. Thank you for the invite and happy we could uh, finally make this happen after way too many back and forths <laughs> over the past months. Happy yeah. to uh, join you. Um, so I'm Nadia Pete. I am a designer, researcher, and the founder of AIX Design. Um, I also think of myself as a perpetual sort of slashy. Um, so usually that job title changes every few months, depending on what I'm working on. Um, and so right now I'm putting together like an arts residency. So maybe I would add like cultural producer or something like that. And sometimes I teach quite a lot or help develop like educational programs. So then mm. maybe educator fits in there. Um, but mostly design and research at the moment. Yeah. And we were talking briefly before. Uh, so you, you kind of work for yourself. So you have all these things that you like to do. And I think some of those things you you've just talked about there and is AI X Design kind of a company, a community? What is that sort of thing? Great question. Uh, we're in the process of figuring that out ourselves, uh, to be honest. So it started sort of as um, basically just a Slack group that came out of my work, right? So uh, 2018, I started doing this research around AI and design, um, which was actually at the time for my bachelor thesis. And I felt like I had learned so much and gone through all these like ideas and insights and I wanted to share them in a way that wasn't just my little paper for school. Um, so then I made um, a toolkit, which was called AI Meets Design Toolkit. Um, and I just made it like a free PDF downloadable. And then so much response came from that, from people I knew, but especially people I didn't know actually. Um, and I thought, hey, these people should talk to each other, not just to me. Uh, so basically, I had just set up the Slack group, was really low-key, just like, hey, are you thinking about these things too? Coming out with us. I think you were in there quite quite early, actually. Mm, yeah. um, maybe like 2019, 2020, something like that. And so it started literally like that. And then it sort of evolved into like, uh, we started doing events um, online, mostly some in person, started like writing content or just meeting up in small groups to share ideas or like exchange knowledge and so on um, and soon enough of course these things start taking off um yeah sort of a life a life on its own so on the one hand it's really exciting because it's like community driven and so people have this space to um, initiate and sort of co-create or like just do whatever they find meaningful on the other hand i did find myself spending a shit ton of time 
um, making, holding these, like facilitating these spaces, both, you know, sp spatially time-wise, but also just like making processes and stuff. Um, so the last year has been a bit of like, hmm, okay, but we want to keep doing this work. Uh, we want to actually be doing way more of it. And, but I can't just work, you know, 40 hours a week for free because I have rent to pay like everyone else. And I also want to get other people involved that also have rent to pay like everyone else. Mm -hmm. So right now we're very much in this process of figuring out how we can do the type of work we want to be doing that we find like meaningful and exciting while also figuring out how that can help pay rent mm -hmm. so that we can actually give that time and, and make that time for this work. So um, we're now sort of creating uh, a for hire. So it's like AX Design Community is mm -hmm. one branch and then AX Design for Hire in which basically we want to work with all the people in the community, um, but for companies, organizations, institutes that uh, are also working through these questions and might need some more, you know, brands on board. Yeah. Uh, and if anyone isn't thinking in this way already, what, what are those questions? What are those things that uh, people in the community are finding together or asking or are trying to work out you know how their work actually applies to this space yeah there's uh there's a lot of them like could probably make a huge mind map i started very much from this idea of like how can design play a role in shaping ai and ai development so like how can this way of working and thinking like design thinking and all those methodologies mm -hmm. um sort of this you know way of thinking about like trade-offs and like um, collaborative sessions like how can we bring those methodologies into AI development which is you know very just tech tech driven and sort of adopts that like agile workflow from software um, and sometimes forgets you know this is also changed but um so that was the first first thing and also what is the role of like designers like UX designers uh, strategic designers surface designers like what do they which kind of like literacy do they need what is their role in the team how can they take that role in like an AI team of actually shaping the user experience and the outputs even when they don't have this like deep technical knowledge so that was very much the beginning. And then a bit later, I got also very interested in, so that's like design for AI. And then later, I also got very interested in um, AI for design, which is more like how does AI or machine learning or these sort of like computational approaches show up in creative practice, um, which could be like graphic design, but we're also running other programs exploring just like, yeah, like writing. Um, any sort of image making, right? So also like film or animation, um, but also like music or sound design. Um, so sort of across even like, I don't know, performance art, like choreography, right? Like how can AI and ML sort of play an interesting um, role in that, which has obviously since then exploded. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the past year, so much has happened. So we're asking different questions now, I would say. Um, which are more also a bit more like critical and a bit more um yeah structural maybe maybe political even but mm. like not loving the ai space right now mm. um and the sort of like discourse and the ideologies and the narrative surrounding it not very into it so we're just asking like what are alternative ways of thinking about and making um 
AI that we do that do resonate with like other types of values that are not just yeah efficiency profit maximizing value for stakeholders which i get we live in that world but there's more to the world um so now our questions are much more in that space to you we've said uh let's say we've said ai and we've said design a lot what is the ai aspect to you and i put it to you that actually that design thing is quite nebulous as well so and you've outlined some of the some of the stuff that you would would say is design or part of that design process um if, if from the sounds of it you're kind of designing for the people in that ai space as well as the ai doing some design or um being part of design practice so i just wondered if you had a, an idea of what that ai bit was to you um what is ai and also like uh what's the intersection of that ai and design thing yeah 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 absolutely uh big questions hey um so i'll start yeah for me ai is i often when people ask that start just sort of rambling all the things it's not Mm -hmm. um right it's not like an entity it's not um a sort of person or or like creature even though it may feel like that at times and even maybe helpful to adopt that mental model at times it's it's not that it's you know statistics on steroids um and another thing that i feel like is a sort of myth surrounding it that's not helping is like it's actually super labor intensive and before you would see that right so like two years ago if you were trying to create images with like a style gun you had to go through so much labor of like collecting the data and you know really making it like cleaning your data set and perfecting it and if one thing would be wrong the whole thing would break and um sort of that training um which is a very like human labor intensive process but also sort of ecologically and like politically so many decisions are made along the way ai doesn't just sort of like happen um it's not you know deterministic like we don't have to do that or do it in any sort of way it's not unavoidable we choose to make it and we choose to make it in a certain way um but for me really high level it is like yeah computers learning right so the whole difference of programming being like you have to write the rules and then there's an output mm -hmm. but it's like you have to explicitly set each step in each rule um yeah for me it's just like machine learning basically that definition that i often as a term and as a definition find more helpful to to think about um right so it's like instead of writing out the steps getting the output it's like you show the output and try you know ask the machine to sort of retrace those steps mm. which i think is super fascinating because it might actually find some stuff that we can't see that we don't get just because our brains do not work and then i can literally remember like you know a string of five numbers and then my brain is like can't compute um which is so you know dumb in a way when you compare it to like the sort of capabilities uh, a machine has or a computer has so i think that's really exciting um also as an idea basically mm. and then ai for me is just sort of mm. this this idea of like making computers do things that we thought only humans can do and that in a in a way which i think that's quite a common definition is quite interesting because how about like all the other types of intelligences right like 
we humans think we're so bad at us, but like there's lots of other very interesting capabilities, um, like fungi and you know octopus and like all these like forests, like tree sort of trees, how they communicate stuff. This stuff is insane, right? So we are also creating AI or thinking of AI very much from a like human perspective, which I guess we can't escape in a way. Um, but I find that quite interesting as well about this intelligence bits, like how we define intelligence is very based on how we do, which is very much like language and stuff. Um, but what if we based it on like other intelligences? Suddenly it would take on a whole different um, sort of shape or form. But yeah, for AI, I think are those those definitions, but I'm putting lots of like little asterisks around them, you know, um, verbally, like making a million footnotes around it. Um, and then your question around what's at the intersection with AI and design is kind of like the one I, I mentioned, but there's there's like many ways in which they sort of meet or intersect or are entangled. So one is this idea of like design for AI. So how can we bring um, sort of design thinking process and those things into AI development. So that's like human, you know, centered instead of sort of tech driven. Um, but another big one that I'm really into is sort of UX of AI as well, which is like, great, there's all these decisions that are made along the way. And there's there's this like really complex system of work, but ultimately I'm probably interacting on this like tiny little screen. It's like the ultimate user interface is just that. So how do you use that tiny little like, you know, screen to make things explainable or to allow for more like agency and autonomy? And how do you um, translate those really big like ethical principles of what responsible AI is into a freaking button? Because in the end, I am looking at buttons most of the time. Right, so it's like, I get that that's very limited and very hard, but that is ultimately where most users are interfacing with your system. So I think that's quite an interesting uh, thing. And then, yeah, it's like augmented creativity, right? Like how can we develop new type or new layouts or new, I don't know, forms. Um, especially in storytelling, I think is really interesting, like new forms of storytelling that are less um, spending and less like maker and viewer, but are much more sort of co-creative and generative through the viewer, the maker, and, you know, a machine or whatever models uh, you, you would be running there. Um, and then there's also just like educational design or sort of like how do we design materials or whatever um, to help people build up like sort of data and digital literacy, which, you know, you could say is like not designed, but there is, mm -hmm a sort of design element to that. So like for me, um, almost everything's design, which I get is like, maybe not helpful, but I feel like bringing that approach of like intentionally creating something with a certain intended output, that's designed for me. So that like, you know, that sort of translates to almost any, um, any discipline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. design for me is is like that, I think, like you're saying, but it's also kind of like you're bringing it to the fore. You're saying we are doing some design and therefore we are reflecting on that design. We are yeah. critiquing it. We are... And the decisions. Uh, exactly. 
because yeah. uh, you know developers and yeah. project managers and all sorts of people do do some of that design work but then it, i guess usually usually there's air quotes here again is up to the a designer or someone who uh, is taking hold of that design to then reflect on it critique it make sure that it's right for purpose it's going to work with whatever the user group is intended it's not going to have unintended consequences for that user group you know what i mean that's that that's maybe the the design element maybe even though there is yeah you know spread out almost really yeah exactly and it's not like just designers do design but yeah. i think yeah exactly like highlighting them as like design decisions uh yeah it's like literally you know just like marking it yeah. up as that i think is um yeah exactly it's like invites people to be a bit more conscious and reflective um and to talk about things more together mm. um which i think is a good you know space to be in to make decisions better than like i don't have time i'm just gonna go with this yeah 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 this this works so that's fine Done. yeah we always do it like this so yeah that's right. Um, it's it's funny because when I think about a lot of this stuff, um, I I feel like we have the same direction of travel, let's say, but we are talking with different language. So, where do you think design can make more ethical services? Let's say, taking the idea of kind of, um, um, let's say, what you we were referring to responsible AI, but how do how does design play into the ethical responsible palette uh, when it comes to designing AI services? Um, and uh, just a leading question, but like for me, it's a lot of, a lot of design. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of that is helpful. Um, and it can in, lead you down that path in a, a useful way or, or not, I guess, as well. Yeah. A few weeks back, I had to uh, speak at this conference and my, colleague and program manager ploy had to as well and she had this slide that i was like oh now i'm trying to like remember the slide because she has sort of like synthesized all these things that we've been talking about in a very fragmented way just you know like check-ins into this like one perfect slide. <laughs> um but i think it was yeah it was around sort of the design and how does design or this right way of working show up in the different stages so it's like before you decide to even make a thing right like how do you scope it based on what like what are your motivations like who are you addressing or uh serving or targeting however you want to put that right mm. and so even before that and then how can you like co-create the things with them right so like user research but even pushing it a bit further than that sort of participatory design um and then also very much after which is something that i actually don't hear uh i hear less like fewer people about which is okay i hear people doing like user research all of these things but also afterwards so i think you mentioned it as well as like unintended consequences and especially if it's AI, it's a big thing because it's a bit unpredictable sometimes and you cannot just test through all the happy and unhappy user flows, right? That's just not, that just doesn't go in this scenario. Um, so I think we need to also look at design sort of post deployment, like how, yeah, like what levers or feedback mechanisms do users have to, I don't know, examine to intervene to opt out to ask questions 
to the system to flag when something doesn't feel right for whichever reason, right? Which is not just like thumbs up, thumbs down. It's like right, wrong, because uh, yeah, life is not really just like that. You know, it's not just right or wrong. It's often like, maybe you even understand why the system made a certain prediction, but like in this specific context, it's different. Mm. Um, so I think having more of that sort of dialogue as well, if you will, with the with the user and the, and the system would be uh, super helpful and then kind of go back, right? So you actually sort of do this iterative design um, approach, which is ultimately, yeah, I think designers are often used to this like iterative approach, which also makes you a bit humble and like, you know, you don't have it all figured out and that's mm. okay. And I think that's, a helpful also mindset to be in. So I think, yeah, design shows up in all these like different stages, but the one that I'm not seeing as much, especially when it comes to like responsible AI and like who 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 gets to decide that, right? Mm. It's like you do an audit once and it's fine. Someone says it's fine. Um, it's like, well, what if someone else is not fine? Mm. Um, where Where do they go with their experience? So, yeah, I think especially in responsible AI, I would love to see a bit more of that, like post-deployment design as well. Um, yeah, and through through all the stages, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's very it's very contextual, isn't it? The these types of um, services could be a whole plethora yeah. of things, you know. Um, but you'd hope that something which was um, yeah. serious, impactful. Um, life-changing, all that sort of stuff would have some levers and, and things, interactions that uh, someone had built in so that people don't just get that um, computer says no situation, you know, and you're like, yeah, well, why? what do I do now? Like, I need this yeah. thing, you know. Um, so any designers out there, <laughs> get on it, sort it out um, <laughs> and, and join the AI X design community. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not like, you know, and I know so much has happened over the past years, but it does actually still feel like it's early, mm. especially when it comes to things, right? So like generative AI capabilities have exploded, um, just not overnight, like mm. it's been years, but it did happen so fast, like that exponential, um, you know, factor was very like observable and it, it was quite freaky. But interaction design and those things are not not as exponential, you know, because it needs people to like think through them and test things out and and test them in in the world, kind of. And um, yeah, I feel like around those topics and also yeah, responsible AI, which is also you know part design, but also of course like law and legislation and regulation and all of that. When it comes to all of those other things, it's so early. Um, so yeah, there's lots, lots of work to do. Nobody has the answers, but we try. Yeah, we're working out. Um, so looping back around, when you were talking about the ideology, the prominent kind of thrust in the industry at the moment, and I, I noticed obviously there was a recent post on the Slack group which had this kind of, it's feeling a bit of a downer at the moment because of some of these things like what is what what do you feel like that kind of prominent ideology is or, uh, and where's that coming from do you think 
what's what's you know what's the issue here that is uh yeah i mean there's so much to unpack and i do not have like the geopolitical brain like i do not by all means i'm like read enough or you know smart enough to try and like summarize this but i'll try anyway Mm -hmm. um so it's just and i find this quite interesting because it comes back in so many conversations and panels right you're like what's wrong with AI and the dark side of AI and all of these things. And there are problems that are specific or semi-specific to AI or like amplified or, mm. you know, yeah. sort of get, yeah, worsened by it. Um, but a lot of it is just with existing problems of the world that are then, you know, become much bigger, just like existing inequalities and bias and discrimination. and capitalism and the way that sort of you know just like economical divides and in the way that's like structured on a global scale which is just not not really working for anyone you know except for a few people Mm. who are just having a grand time and they are funding like so much of this work right and so they're um they get to have a say more say than than um others in what that is going to look like and for me right now a lot of these developments are driven by yeah specific like agenda and ideology um that is not that is a quite dominant and regular one mm. you know but like i do not yeah subscribe to um at all and it's even some of these things of um yeah like long-termism right which there has been some like critique around and that one is very obvious like a lot of the people who are funding and being funded and doing like huge work in the ai space they're public about you know uh, supporting this ideology of long-termism which is essentially like prioritizing potential future happiness for some uh people that do not even yet exist uh happiness being economical prosperity right that is sort of a, a thinking step there as well as like oh if we can make the future rich then people will be happy i'm like that's not re- like i'm not really seeing that because that's not what's happening now but okay um and then i'm like there's so many things going on now like there's problems now that we need to solve there's lived experiences of people breathing at the moment and like why wouldn't we prioritize you know the, the here and now and near future and instead sort of hide into a further future, which is like intellectually interesting to think about, mm-hmm. but it's just quite a bit detached from, um, yeah, from making sort of actual impact on things that I feel need, need attention. Um, so yeah, that's just a bit like painful to watch sometimes. Um, and just, yeah, like the problem of AI is the problem with capitalism. Um, so it's like, profit over anything uh and it's like not like wrong necessarily but like money or business or profit or any of these things fundamentally but there is something wrong with like putting that over any other like values um or things that we want Mm. for each other and ourselves so yeah and that's huge you know so like who knows where to even start start with that um but Abdo, who's also someone i work with a lot at ax design is like we don't have to like 
break the machine. Like we don't have to take out the plug. We can just like poke sticks in the in the cog and hope that maybe it fucks it up a little bit. Um, so yeah, these are huge like structural things, obviously that are not exclusive to AI, but it does feel like the space right now is so dominated by these things that it's like not just not pleasant to like be in it sometimes because you're like this is just messed up mm -hmm. and so yeah that's why we're starting therapy in the slack <laughs> yeah 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 um I, th I think that'd be nice like especially like I, I think that would be useful for me um having limited kind of internal experience with some of this so I quite often go to companies and do consultation or discussion or or talk to business leaders or, or people um i don't usually yeah. have a day-to-day -day insight into how these decisions actually play out or get made um so it'd be nice to actually kind of see, take a, a litmus test of like where we're at you know what i mean um yeah across you know several companies yeah. or such that'd be quite interesting um yeah, yeah. I, I was in a panel a couple of uh months ago and it was it was self-selecting, right? We were it was an AI ethics thing, and a lot of um, the polls we did were around, you know, are you this kind of person? Are you using some of these things? Are you thinking about it? And I think maybe half we were discussing or using responsible AI techniques or processes which you might identify as AI or ethics, um, you know, some of these terms. And, and that was really positive, but like I said, like this is like a a couple of hundred people who are there to see a AI ethics panel. So it's like yeah. all those other people who perhaps weren't there or, or you know merely didn't have time to be there, whatever it is. What are they doing? What are they thinking about? You know, a, a much broader survey uh, would be like extremely illuminating. I think about yeah uh, how people are feeling about space um and yeah personally i think the the main issue is that capitalism aspect which i've probably talked about in earnest on the podcast before so sorry about that but um it's one of those it's one of those things which is like obvious like um well if we just had more social enterprises this wouldn't be a problem and that's already part of the system so cool or like you know you don't have to really break anything um, to make some yeah. of this stuff work, actually. Um, or, um, again, if you had some legislation that had to prerequisite audits for using AI services in certain ways or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that actually might happen, you know, as well. So there's an interesting transitional period happening, maybe constantly, but, like, it, I can feel it at the moment. There's this appetite for um, more direction on how to legislate yeah. or how to use it in a in a useful responsible way um, yeah do you, do you have any clients who are like i'm presuming that they're self-selecting again like all your clients are like we really need this stuff because we think you're great and we want this product to be great and it's gonna be great in x way and it's gonna be really good for people is that the sort of thing that people are coming to you for um or are they like being smacked in the face and they're like quick help us um both Bit of both. <laughs> Bit of both, yeah, because I think um, a lot of this stuff isn't just like saying that you want to do it, right? 
mm. right? It's like much more sort of layered and complex than that, which even comes down to an individual level where you're like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. So, you know, you might like do something or say something and later realize or someone points out that that, like, that was not, you know, great. And you weren't really aware of it and it wasn't like a huge, you know, but it's like mm. you don't always catch it because if you did, you would have not, like done or said something. So it's also about, um, yeah, it's not, sometimes people like clients, they think they're doing great, but they're, you know, there's some gaps. Some people think they're doing terrible, but they're mm. actually doing, you know, they're showing up. So it's like, that thing of, um, I don't know what it's called, but you know, the thing is like really smart people always think they're dumb and really like dumb people think they're really smart. Like I see that thing with AI ethics as well, kind of where it's like people who, um, yeah, how, how well you think you're trying isn't necessarily reflective of how your product or service actually like works. Mm and shows up for people. So um, I think it's it's, an, it's a mix of people sort of all across the spectrum. Obviously, it is people who want to try. Otherwise, they would, you know, stare the other way and be like, this girl's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want none of this. Um, but uh, yeah, it's often like much more layered or even what we were mentioning before, where it's like, oh, they've really taken care of it in part say they do like really rigorous like user research and and really do it in the most like diverse inclusive like you know good way mm. um, but then there's nothing post-deployment mm. no way for people to speak back so like there's yeah it's uh it's a mix across and a lot of my work is also more like meta so it's like in education for example or like mm. with last year we did a product a big project with the ico right which is like around like design for data rights and like how do we um turn these like ideas around non-discriminatory ai into like design guidelines that people in companies can actually do something with which is then not specific to like one organization or one team um so a lot of the work is also yeah more like meta or more like across different organizations which is also very interesting because you see lots of like different approaches and frictions and so on mm -hmm. um, but yeah of course there's a bit of self-selection there uh, with the people I actually work with um, and also for my own sanity maybe because I think and it's something I've been like figuring out and thinking about which is like rather than like fighting the system mm. like rather than trying to break the machine or or whatever right it's trying to like fight what you don't like and it might be more helpful, fruitful, if anything, like energizing and sustainable for the individual uh, to work on what you do want. Build a new machine, invent a new machine, whatever, right? It's like build the thing or try to imagine and craft and work towards the thing that you do want, yeah. even if it's like a shitty approximation. But like imagine what that would look like rather than just critiquing or, you know, destructing what is like trying to construct something else. Um, so I think also, yeah, I do choose not to work with some people because I'm like, it's gonna do my head in and I don't want that. Okay, cool. So the final question we always ask is, what excites you and what scares you about this AI mediated future? Mm -hmm. What 
Okay, this this AI mediated future. Mm. Can you d describe that future for me a little bit? Um, let's say um, from what you know at the moment, going projecting into the future, what is the things that you hope don't happen, and what are the things that you really hope will happen and are excited by? Yeah. Um, so what I hope will not happen mm. is this. Yeah, very deep like monopoly that some big tech companies are having on on AI and um, that being the main driver and narrative. Um, because from that point of view, the systems that do come into our lives, even if they work flawlessly, like computationally, um, they will just have values embedded that will drive us like more apart and more out of ourselves and out of each other, like not in a, you know, a future I want. Um, what I am hopeful about is that I think AI or machine learning, like as a technique, is so promising and so interesting. And we see it especially with like, I don't know, also like natural sciences or like biology or healthcare or like we're figuring things out about the world that we didn't for a very long time, like because it's offering new perspectives and literally new ways of computing the world. And I think that's really exciting. And I think what would be really cool to see is if, um, and again, it's something we've been talking about in the community, instead of having artificial general intelligence, which is this idea of like one sort of chunky oracle knowing it all, um, we would have lots of like small situated intelligences where people and communities and groups can take machine learning models and like, use them for things that they need and that becomes like easier so i would love if it's uh, a bit more diy and hackery you know and mm. people can use these technologies to decide what for them what's going to make their life like better nicer more meaningful um and having yeah the systems or the tools to sort of do that mm. for themselves um i think that would be really cool I'm really excited. Awesome. <laughs> Nadia, thank you very much for your time and for coming on the podcast. How do people find out about you, follow you, all that sort of thing? Thank you. Um, so I've made it really easy. So I have my just my real name everywhere. <laughs> so that's Nadia Beaton. I don't know, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the bits. Um, Mastodon, Arena, you know, all the all the all the channels. Um, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not really on, but I have an account. Mm. Um, and then AIX Designs, AIX uh, X Design, and also basically the same name. Um, everywhere, website is AIXDesign.co, so not com, but co, like community. Um, and uh, yeah, from there, you can get lost in all the links, and all the like yeah. different yeah, channels yeah. Um, and all the work we've done and uh, yeah if you have any questions ideas you want to contribute or join the community um, or you're doing other work in this space then uh, yeah you can always reach out and i'd love to hear from you awesome thanks very much thanks ben <laughs> nice to meet you hi and welcome to the end of the podcast thanks again to nadia and again i'm really glad that we managed to put in time make it work so that's awesome. And again, do check out the AI X Design uh, community 
uh, for more information and just sharing insights and interesting uh, links and research and all that sort of stuff. There's also been a lot of chat with other people I've been talking to about these kind of AI ideologies, um, some of which are coming out from the West Coast of America and um, whether they are kind of inherently bad. Uh, we talked a bit about this on the podcast with Nadia and I'm kind of on the fence because there's some of these, some of the ways of thinking could be useful or you can take what you need from them. Um, and I'm not in necessarily yet in the whole camp of let's put a name on it, brand them and tell them that they're bad. It seems a bit of a kind of a binary choice to me. I think there's probably some good things to take and some good things and some less good things that we can leave about some of those ideologies, those kind of narratives that we're being fed in this space. Uh, but it's very interesting to have these conversations. So let's keep doing that uh, at least. So again, thanks for listening. And uh, if you can, so you can support us on patreon.com forward slash machine ethics. And until next time, goodbye.